0: Hello, hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Here on the Hockey Podcast Network, my co-host Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins, from top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk. We've got you covered. A team in the playoffs or in the play-in round won the first overall pick, and I wanted to throw my phone clear across this plane. (laughs) Nope, nope. Is it, he else? will. Yeah, see, there's he your will. hot take. Got it. That's it? my hot take. He <laughs> will be a hockey Hall of Famer. If not, possibly first ballot Hall of Famer. That was just awful officiating. And who who was this this scrub that was officiating? Let me let me look it up real quick. Mark <laughs> Rashi, something like that. Oh, oh, Recchi. I just I just wanted to see him booming it from blue line to blue line, being the lines. That's all I wanted to see. Very few general managers have those type of players, let alone three players that you can easily say, if I don't trade them, my team will be better. So all I have to do is not make a move. And I get that's a foreign concept for Jim Rutherford, but you just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You don't do that. <laughs> New episodes every Monday. Tune in at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast from. And let's go Penn.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode sixty-six of the King's Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 66. As always, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the K- Twitter and Instagram now at the Kingsden THPN. Very critical. We do have an Instagram now, check it out, follow it. At the Kingsend THPN on both Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to follow me personally, your host Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our video footage that we're putting up all across the network. And don't forget to follow Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content as well as all our After Hours content because it would, our after-hour show, it's a lot of fun every second Saturday. We didn't do it this Saturday because of Halloween. It will be back next Saturday, November 7th, so definitely check that out next Saturday night. I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. This is episode 66 of the Kingston. Very very exciting episode. Very awesome episode as we have the the Caps Chirp Boys on, the hosts of the Chaps of the Caps Chirp, boys. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, they host the Capitals. They host the Washington Capitals podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes, they're great. They're hilarious. We went for 75 minutes. So yeah, you guys got a long episode today. But it was a lot of fun. We'll get to that in a minute. We got a little bit to talk about first. And there isn't really much Kings news this week per se. But there is one hockey story that we do have to talk a little bit about. We I talked about it with Hockey Troll and... Poly Cupcakes and that is, and that is the whole Mitchell Miller situation, just a horrible situation for the league, for the Arizona Coyotes, just a horrible look for the Arizona Coyotes, so if you don't know, if you haven't heard, in the first round this year, the Arizona Coyotes took this kid, Mitchell Miller, uh, supposed to be a good player, of course, first rounder, they believe in him, it turns out, 22 out of 31 teams had him on their do not draft list for stuff that has happened in his past it turns out he abused in high school or i don't remember the exact time i think it was in high school or maybe in middle school he abused a black kid with disabilities and and like it went to court so like it, he was he did some bad stuff to this kid and when people found out about that past, they instantly put him on the do not draft list 22 of 31 teams did that the coyotes kind of ignored it and they still drafted him first overall. Or no, not first overall, in the first round. And what a horrible look for the Arizona Coyotes to have this come out. They have gone through so much. They have done so much just not, just shady stuff in this year, the Coyotes. And it, it's shitty to see, but it is what it is. They draft this kid, Mitchell Miller, who has a horrible past. They uh, they got caught for tampering with the draft uh, during the Combine, where they lost picks for that. Like, just tough year for the Coyotes. So they take... Mitchell Miller, this news comes out that he's not a good guy. The The Coyotes announced the next day after this news comes out that they denounced the pick. So also, if you're the Arizona Coyotes, what are you thinking? Like, you take this kid, and now you denounce the pick for the right reason. Thank God they did it. But now you just wasted a first-rounder. Like, Coyotes, what are you doing right now? And, like, why aren't you taking someone that, like, you know, doesn't have – a bad past, like this kid was on twenty-two of thirty-one do not draft lists around the NHL. Twenty-two of thirty-one, like I just don't understand what the Cody's were doing with this, with taking Mitchell Miller with just this horrible past that he had, that he has, still has, and I talk about this with Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes in our conversation. But there was we recorded Thursday night our our interview, and then there was news out Friday. That Mitchell Miller, his, uh, the University of North Dakota said, yeah, you're not playing for us anymore as well. So good on the University of North Dakota for doing that, for kicking him off the team as well, because he doesn't deserve to play. He just, he straight up does not deserve to play. His career is over, and well, well worth it because you can't have a pass like that and be playing hockey. And I, and I talk about it with Troll and Pauly, like, hey, if if University of North Dakota said no, we still want you to play how many of his teammates would want to play with him? I bet not many. So good on the Codys for denouncing the pick and good on for the University of North Dakota for kicking him off the team as well. They said that he can still go to the school and they're going to help him get help and make him a better person. But he's he won't be playing hockey. His hockey career is over. And hey, don't do stupid shit when you're young. And like, it's not even that. Like, He abused someone, like you just cannot do that. Like it went to court. There are facts. It went to court. Like you just cannot do that. Just a horrible situation, but we did have we have to address it because it is it was the biggest hockey news of the week by far. Unfortunate for the Arizona Coyotes. I we joke about it in our conversation. We feel bad for Richie and Corey, the host of uh the Arizona Coyotes podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network, because it's just a horrible it's tough it must be frustrating covering a team that has had all these issues. The Mitchell Miller situation, the uh, struggling with the or like the draft, uh, losing picks with messing with the combine and stuff like that. Like it's just a tough situation for the Arizona Coyotes. So I feel bad for their fans to have to go through this as well. But we had to touch on it quickly there because there wasn't much hockey news this week. But this was easily the biggest hockey story. And you know there wasn't much LA Kings news this week either. But we do have Troll and Polly Cupcakes on. We talk about. Everything we talk about so much. But before we get to that, I do got to say this. Switching gears for one second. I don't know if I can do this Bachelorette talk anymore, man. Not for this season. This season is just too insane. We might have to wait for when The Bachelor comes comes back or something. Because this is just ridiculous. This has been one of the most cringeworthy seasons three episodes in. And like maybe ever this is the most cringeworthy season in maybe forever maybe ever that like I I watched episode three I have my notes to talk about it but I just don't know like I struggled to get through episode three it was tough it sucks it like it doesn't suck but like it is cringeworthy holy hell like some of the things that are going like Claire has picked Dale that's all there is to it and now Claire's left Because everyone else was mean to her. But, hey, you kind of deserve it when you spend all your time with Dale and with no one else. That's just the facts. And, like, I don't want to say she deserved it, but she spent all her time with Dale. She didn't give anyone else a chance. The other guys felt bad. They're they're doing an open mic as a date. They're making fun of each other. Bennett, they're all making fun of Dale. And she just goes, yeah, that's not funny. I don't agree with that. It's like, what are you talking about right now? Just because they make fun of, of the guy that you're number one into. like I've never seen a more decisive pick so instantly in the show. And it's just become so, so cringeworthy to talk about that I just... Maybe we'll see what happens. I'll still watch. But it's just a touch of Bachelorette talk this week. Because it is just so ridiculous. I just cannot stand it. And you went too far at the start of the episode. I will say that. Hit him and Claire had disagreements at the start of the episode, he left, but he went a little too far with it. I agreed with most of the stuff he said, but then he just went too far at it with Ellen Adder and stuff like that, and so that was a little messed up, but Claire has been spending way too much time with Ellen, not many, not enough time with the other guys, but oh my god, I just... I'll I'll keep you guys updated, but I just don't know if I can keep talking about The Bachelorette. We might have to wait for when The Bachelorette comes back because this season is just too cringe-worthy so far. But it looks like Claire's gone. Tayshia's coming in. So we will see... Tayshia, sorry, is coming in. So we will see what happens with that. But that's your quick Bachelorette talk for the day because it might be the last one because I just don't know if I can do it anymore for this season. For this season. We will get back to it, but I just had to talk about that. Like It has been just so ridiculous like it's it's unfathomable to, dis- to describe how ridiculous and kind of cringeworthy this season has been so far just three episodes in it's just three episodes in that's the most insane part but it has been tough to watch for the most part I'm like I'm sorry like I like watching the show but this has been the toughest it's been to watch in a while yeah I admit I like the show that's why we talk about it here on the king's den it's a little bit of our like entertainment portion of the show, but it is just so tough to talk about. It is like this season is just just so 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 ridiculous, so 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 ridiculous. Oh, and one more thing before we get on to the interview with Troll and Pauly. Shout out to the LA Dodgers. 2020 World Series champions, keeping the, champion sh- keeping the championship in L.A. Uh, is Los Angeles town right now? I mean, Lakers and Dodgers with both championships this year. Kings are up and coming, man. And they're going to be good soon. But it is town in L.A. this year. Lakers and now the Dodgers winning. Good for them. They deserve it. What a wild situation with Justin Turner at the end of the game. Let me know your thoughts on that because it was very divided. So, if you don't know, just quickly, Justin Turner, third baseman of the Dodgers, one of the best players on the Dodgers. Game six of the World Series, they're up. They're a couple innings away from winning. He gets yanked. There's no reason given. No reason given. The game goes on. The Dodgers win the World Series. They're celebrating on the field. Turner's nowhere to be seen. Turns out, turns out, he tests positive for coronavirus during the game. During the game, are you kidding me? During the game, he does. So that news comes out right after the game, right after the Dodgers win the World Series, and Turner goes and tweets out, "Yeah, I'm fine. I don't feel any symptoms. Yes, I tested positive, but I'm in isolation." It's kind of like, "How are you in isolation when you just like left the left the game?" Sort of thing. Anyways, five minutes later, after this all happens, he is on the field, celebrating with his teammates. Now, I want to I know what your side of this is, what you think of this. Again, tested positive. He has no symptoms yet, yet, but he tested positive. He shouldn't be around anyone, but he is around hugging teammates, kissing his wife. He had, he had his mask on for a bit, but he was sitting right beside Dave Roberts, the manager of the team, for the team photo. And, like, Dave Roberts is a cancer survivor, so many people were kind of up in arms about that. But I will play devil's advocate. I will see both sides. As horrible as it is that he like tested positive and he probably shouldn't be around his teammates, uh, you never know when you're going to be there again. It's his first World Series win. You never know when you're going to be there again. The Dodgers have been in the Final Four the last five years, losing twice in the Amer- National League Championship Series and losing twice in the World Series. This year, they finally break through and win it. You never know when you're going to be there again. So that part, I totally see. But, again, you're just tested positive for COVID, man. Like, it's a tough call. But let me know what you think. What did you think of it? Again, the Dodgers, World Series champions. But let me know what you thought about that. It was awesome to watch. So much fun to watch. But And also, that's the other question of it. If the Dodgers lose game six and there's game seven, what happens? What happens? Do they play without Turner? Do they have to isolate everyone because Turner was around everyone, like, playing during the game? What happens? What do they do? Thankfully, no one has tested positive yet since that happened. But Turner was around everyone. So it's very interesting to see if anyone is going to test positive from it or anything. But the LA Dodgers 2020 World Series champions. Finally, they break through. I was so happy to watch them break through because it has been so hard watching them lose, like I just said, in the Championship Series twice and in the World Series twice over the last four years but this year year five they finally break through it was awesome to see and hilarious moment a couple days later and also all these players on the team it's so awesome to see them win their win the championship but especially Clayton Kershaw one of the best pitchers in baseball his whole career shutting the haters out in the playoffs Pitching great in the postseason this year. Again, he's struggled in the postseason in the past, but he pitched great in the postseason this year. Finally gets his championship so deserving because he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. One of the best pitchers ever. And he finally gets it. And it was a hilarious moment when uh, Clayton Kershaw and outfielder Cody Bellinger went on uh, Jimmy the Jimmy Kimmel show this week via Zoom to talk about it. And one of the first things Kimmel says is, so how was it? Was it easier to win a championship against a team that wasn't cheating? And, of course, Kershaw and Bellinger laugh about it because, of course, the Dodgers did lose the 2017 World Series to the Houston Astros, who they ended up, we ended up finding out that they were cheating. So it was a very funny moment. But, again, one more time, shout out to the Los Angeles Dodgers, 2020 World Series champions. It was so, so awesome to see them win and bring it home. Okay, now finally, let's get into our interview. A 75-minute talk, so buckle in, folks, with Hockey Troll and Pauly Cupcakes of the the co-host of the Caps Chirp Podcast, the official podcast of the Washington Capitals here at the Hockey Podcast Network. We talk about so much in this conversation. Of course, it's 75 minutes long. First of all, Troll and I were tweeting at each other about our golf game last week. So we we talked about our golf game. We talk about the Mitchell Miller situation. We chirp Andrew from the Vegas Nightly podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network for complaining that it's cold in Vegas when it's still sixty degrees. Like that's not cold, dude. Figure it out. Uh, and then we talk about Capitals. We talk about how their off season has gone. We talk about everyone that they've brought in from Henrik Lundqvist, Schultz, Trevor and mistake and they brought in a former King, a depth defenseman, and Paul Ledoux. I asked him about. Uh, I asked him about Hendricks. La Pair, their first rounder from this year we talk about when we think hockey is going to start and we talk about a bunch of other stuff in this conversation so right now check it out a great conversation with hockey troll and poly cupcakes of the caps chirp podcast and now joining us here for the first time on the king's are the caps chirp boys hockey troll and poly cupcakes how's it going guys
2: it's going good man. Thanks for uh thanks for having us on. I'm it's it's me the hockey troll by the way, just so that everyone <laughs> knows this beautiful voice And um,
3: in uh Polly Coke here uh doing well. Ready for the weekend. Yeah, Absolutely. What, what are the plans for the weekend?
1: I know we're, we're recording on a Thursday and this comes out on Monday, but what are the plans for the weekend?
2: Yeah, what are the plans, Polly? Well, we got to record on Sunday and I'm making tacos. I think the girlfriends are are going to hang out. Nice. At yeah. the house while we record cuz we got to do our backup eps and everything. So, big production day for that the capsule podcast. That sounds like a great Sunday.
1: Mhm. Watch some football as well?
2: Polly will. I don't I don't take part in that bullshit.
3: Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I mean I'll watch some if the Raiders are on. I watch, but they got embarrassed last week, so I'm in no hurry to watch them again. <laughs>
1: They got embarrassed to touchdown Tom last week.
3: Yeah, it was brutal.
1: Brady looked Wait, good, man.
3: Who did they lose to? They lose to? Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Tom oh Brady. God. And the
2: they're not doing too well, even with Brady and Gronk.
1: No, right? they're no, they're hot now. Oh, they are no, good. They're <laughs> they're, they're, Brady's finally throwing touchdowns to Gronk again, and they're on a roll. Oh
2: my god! Oh, so. Man.
1: Before we get into stuff here, there is one thing I got to talk to Troll
2: about here. How's the golf game? Oh, fuck, bud. So, all right. So, I've been golfing a solid four or five months. Yeah. So, like, as soon as things in our area started to, like, open back up off quarantine, I was, like, I was talking to my other buddy, uh, and I was, like, dude, we should, I don't, why have we not golfed before? Like, you know, it's still summer. We got about half a season to, to pick it up. And I was progressing pretty fucking good. Like, and you know, people are probably going to laugh, but I was like close to a hundred on 18 holes. That's good. Like after like four months. Right. uh And my goal was to get under a (laughs) hundred before the season ends, but I don't think I'm going to get out there for 18. Uh, I might, it's still, it's, it's been raining, uh, all like hardcore this whole week but maybe next week i can get out there for 18 at some point um but the big thing for me right now i'm working on body rotation and trying right. to to make better contact, like harder contact with the ball because like I'm, I'm i can hit them straight i just can't uh i don't have the 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 long distance i think
1: man there's so many like small things with a golf, with a golf swing that you can improve on. Like I just learned one as well, and I'm working on it. And I've always had like a big slice, which has gotten a lot better this year because I've golfed a lot more. But I still have it a little bit. And also, I've just never had faith in using the big driver because I think I'm gonna slice more, sort of thing. But right. now I have got this one tip given to me, and it's like working out really well. And I'm actually like can hit the big driver now, so it's like it's working out a lot better for me. What's the tip? that once i start my swing like the second i start my swing i've put my knuckles down right away okay keep my knuckles down as like put my knuckles down right away and keep that as i go through the swing and then come like that through and then when i finish my swing try to go more to the left than more straight up if you get what i'm saying
2: yeah yeah because because you want you it's funny because you on the drives you want con you want to be hitting on the upswing yeah and want to have your hands like in front of you
1: yeah and and i I always slice so what the person that gave me the tip really like put into my mind is like i want you to swing more to the side of your side of your body at your finish than straight up because that's gonna make you uh kind of curl the ball instead of slice it
2: interesting interesting so i gotta ask you a question you got expensive clubs or what
1: uh, so like the thing is, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like they're pretty nice clubs, but I've never like bought my own clubs. I've always got like hand-me-downs from my dad, gotcha. but, but, but they're really nice clubs. They got really nice grips on them right now. And I use a, I like a few years ago now, cause like I've always golfed here and there every year, but this is the first year I've like really golfed a lot. Cause like I had no baseball to play. Baseball has like been my sport my whole life, but there was like no baseball to play this year because of COVID, but the golf courses were open. So I golfed a lot more, but this, he gave me like a few years ago. And it's just like, one of my favorite things is I use a thick grip putter. Like I have a big thick Thick. grip on my putter and I like that way better than a skinny handle. I don't know why I just do.
2: Right. So, so Polly, Jordy, here's a a girth queen is what we call that. (laughs) (laughs) Girth makes everything know, I'll 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 wear that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty funny and we we got to get back to the weather quickly because you said it's been raining there you guys know yeah. you guys know i am the host of the la kings podcast here at the Hockey podcast network but i do right. live in bc i am technically the closest to each and dylan so it we have been having some rain but like it's like not that bad like it's going to be gorgeous this weekend coming up for golfing but Almost. we we got to chirp our our guy at Vegas nightly over there for saying it was cold at 60 degrees the other day. Oh, I know Oh
3: my right. Andrew <laughs> Troy, Paulie, That dude.
2: was he's absurd. Yeah. He's he's over there and this is, he's, he claims that he grew up in Boston. So you would oh. think, but you know, you, you would think that it wouldn't be completely out of him. Like he, he should be kind of like, you know, used to it, but I guess living in the desert and all that, that heat makes you soft. Because sixty degrees, yeah, he was. It's sixty degrees in the house, and I don't know what it was windy. So, <laughs> no, dude, like, man, man like, the
1: fuck up yourself. Yeah, grow up, dude. Like here, <laughs> like that, like when that happened, that Twitter exchange, I had to hop in because, like, normally, like in the winter here, it will some will get like maybe a a, a cold stretch week where it's like maybe like in I don't know the calculations, like the difference between. Like the exact number between Fahrenheit and degrees, because I'm Canadian, but like it'll be like zero degrees, like for maybe a little bit here and there. But like it's not that, it's like you, it's not for long, like it's cold, but like it doesn't last that long. But like that week, that weekend when or that day when that Twitter exchange happened, like we were in an early cold stretch where it was like two degrees outside. And I was like, dude, Andrew, you got to grow up, man. It's not that cold.
2: <laughs> Seriously, man. I mean, 60 degree weather is great weather to golf it is absolutely it is yeah you don't want to be out there sweating your balls off as you're like pounding beers and and (laughs) Uh, whatever else uh, you're doing
1: i golfed last sunday in five degree weather and it was awesome
2: damn so that's like that's 37 well that's like 40 ish degrees right yeah
3: yeah i mean i'm i'm wearing a tank top in the weather that he was complaining about (laughs) yeah
2: yeah and, <laughs> yeah actually. And i'm trying to get paulie to come out on the links with me but uh he says he he just turns into a rage monster which i mean That's i've seen that him happens to people model. right but i think that I, and i think that it, he's at the age now where he's mature enough to you know yeah step up the big boys <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next uh, season. yeah
1: well uh, and i i will just say my best round this year has been bogey golf i thought oh, yeah? i shot 88 on a par 70 that's my best round this year. That's
2: really good. Dude, that's yeah. and that's pretty fucking good. I'm all, gonna be all,
1: all all my buddies are like just better than me. They get like they like, finish at like 83, 84, 85. But and that's I'm, okay. It that yeah. pushes you better. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
3: That and means you're buying beers, right? What's alright You you're the one buying beers then. Yo, so, yeah, absolutely. You buy yeah,
1: absolutely. actually. <laughs> and like I'll tell you the thing that pissed me off, the round that I shot 88 I I finished with back to back triple bogeys, so like it could have been a lot better than eighty eight. I kind of blew it at the end. Yeah, it
2: happens. Absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that's been golf talk here on the Kingsdown. Yeah. So, first of all, well, let's just get this. Let let's get this part because uh, we are the hockey podcast network, and I feel like I want your guys. It's this is more of just a hockey issue in general, but I feel like I want your guys' opinion on it as well because it is pretty messed up are the coyotes just the most dysfunctional organization in hockey right now with the whole situation with prospect Mitchell Miller going on this week.
2: Right. Polly, you take this one. Cause we talk about, we've talked about this in depth on our podcast too. So,
3: well, <clears throat> when it comes to the coyotes, it really just seems like they are the epitome of when it rains, it pours. <laughs> that's, uh, that's right. But, yeah. They can't catch a break and it really looks bad that they ignored what they knew about him already and now they're making the choice to uh disassociate after he's gotten pressed uh i don't necessarily disagree with what they've done but they definitely don't stick to their guns they let you know twitter outrage make the decision for them
1: which is Yeah, which isn't like they should have been on this earlier sort of thing. That, yeah, that's what I mean. Way they, earlier.
3: If they were going to do it, they should have just had the had the guts to do it from the get-go.
1: Yeah, I saw a thing like I think it was 18 or 22 out of 31 teams had them on, the, on their do-not-draft list, which is pretty, pretty staggering when you see that number. But, like, it's true. Like, I don't know what the Coyotes were thinking when they did this.
2: It's and you know, it sucks to see because that team was finally getting good, right? Yeah, it's true. It got into a playoff spot, like things were on the up and up. Um, you know, and then their back office entirely shits the bed and quits. Mm-hmm. They get busted for um and the irony of it all, and Andy Hammond from the uh from the Broadway boys podcast uh said the irony of it all is that you know this is a team that got that's going to give up like 2 years worth of of their first draft pick because they spent so much, because they were doing basically shady stuff before you know scouting before and trying guys out before the uh the the you know whatever yeah the tra- yeah the combine yeah like before the combine and um you know they still didn't see this and it it it's definitely a bad look and it's it's shitty because it, like i said it's it's not even it's one step forward like three steps backward every time for this team. Um, and like
1: not just recently like their whole history.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um it's funny because <laughs> Corey and Richie will say like you know here in here in Phoenix we can't have nice things and <laughs> they're absolutely right. They're absolutely right. It's shitty but I mean <laughs> obviously I want to see everybody kind of like get over it uh, but obviously this is kind of a a a big deal and they should be i guess at least at the very least get a a good bit of social ire out of this right polly i mean i think that the outrage is proper and the uh and the way that they've kind of backtracked and handled it is correct though it's a terrible terrible look anyways
3: yeah no doubt about that they need to get on this stuff beforehand and not draft the guy that's on the do not draft list. And uh, you know, if it, it's not worth it, why, why would you use this guy? Like why would you take him in the fourth round? If you know, like, I, I don't know, it's not worth this kind of risk unless he was like a big time talent.
2: Right. And I, I have a question. So like I, all I heard and I I briefly looked at it and it was that he was, he made fun of a black kid who had uh, like a learning disability, but I guess it must have been because he was brought up on charges, right, for it, like criminal charges.
1: For yeah. It, or so my, it must have been like really, really bad what he did.
3: Yeah, I think he he hit him and stuff too. I think uh, there was some there was there was uh, physical uh, issues as well. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Right. Sounds like, like a scumbag, right?
1: Oh, absolutely! Another part that looks horrible for the Coyotes is like, their their GM was like the first one to be like equality in hockey and such, and then they go and draft this kid. Yeah, like that's just not a good look on the. You know, I I feel bad for Corey and Richie having to deal with this. What seems like week in and week out. I know, and then the red
2: because they're active on the slack, and then everybody just kind of piles. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Like, whoa! What the fuck's happening in Phoenix? <laughs> I know. Yeah, but like, it's it's
1: yeah. It is. They are almost the epitome of the, like embarrassment right now, which is which sucks to say, but it is. It's true. Right. It is. Oh, is North Dakota still going to keep this kid? See, now that's the question. That's going to be the most interesting thing. If that will really set a statement. If they take him away
2: as well, if they say no to him,
1: and I think they should.
2: Hmm. I absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it, and it's hard to bounce back from that because like it was, and and then you know playing devil's advocate here, which is like constantly doing basically everything I do in life, yeah. is that you looking you know, at from his standpoint, it was four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So he's probably like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. You know, do you give this kid a second chance? You know, it, it'd be tough because if I were a program that have had him as an active roster player. Mm-hmm. and I didn't know about it, I would need to know basically, like, the timeline, every minutia about the, the detail on how he's performed and acted since, to even start to formulate, a. because you don't want to, like, I mean, I believe in second chances, right, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, and at the same time, you know, because I'm a minority myself, you know, obviously, I feel pretty strongly about this stuff, sure. but, People, I do believe that you know, people are can be given a second chance, but I, I just don't know, right? So yeah. and nobody knows, and that, and that's kind of the shitty part about this whole situation is that there's not enough information. I don't think uh to completely for to completely like condemn or or pump this guy up, but I think that the optics for Phoenix is terrible, and that they've made the right decision in in stepping away for now, at least.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And back to the North Dakota point for a second, because he is there right now, but it's it'll be a big statement if North Dakota takes him off the roster, like kicks him off. But like, you have to think if North Dakota decides to keep him, there's going to be guys
2: that won't want to play with him, right? Probably. I mean, yeah, I, w- I would think that, uh, well, I don't know. Polly, we've been in a lot of hockey locker rooms and shit bags make themselves identifiable very oh. early on. Yeah. So so you just know like that's the guy and, and and it's not that we're gonna fuck with you in the locker room or talk shit on you or whatever. It's just that we just don't talk to you. Like you are not you're a social pariah mm-hmm. in the locker room when you're that bad of a person.
3: Yeah, and I don't think guys are gonna give up their shot. Because he's on the same team, he just may not be welcomed in like the other guys are, the way Troll was just saying, right.: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. for sure. It, it, just thinking about this and talking about this, it reminds me of uh, that scene early on in Miracle when uh, the one guy takes a run at the other guy in practice. It, that's what yeah. could happen.
2: Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. I'm that sure could that'll easily happen. happen. Yeah, I would definitely be taking runs of this guy and like not in a friendly way like I oh, would take runs
1: of Paulie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well we got that. We talked about that. But you guys do ho- you guys do talk about the Capitals every week. So let's talk a little bit about the Capitals. What have you guys thought of their
2: off season so far? Polly, you wanna open this one up? Sure.
3: Uh well, first of all, I think it sucks that we lost Braden Holby because he didn't get a whole lot different financial situation going to a new team. Um, But I am excited about Lundqvist and Schultz and Van Riemsdyk. They re-signed Sigenthaler. I I think with what the Caps had available in terms of cap space and, you know, who they could or couldn't afford, I think they've done pretty well managing this offseason. And I'm very excited about Laviolette coming in Um, with Ovechkin aging and the entire core aging. And Laviolette's track record, he's more of a win-now guy. I think it's good because maybe he can pump out three, four solid years, get a cup run, and Ovi can make a legit shot at the uh, the scoring record. So I think they've done just about as well as they could have this offseason.
2: Yeah. And to add to that, I mean, uh, if, if I were to break it down uh, piece by piece, like Polly said, you know, a lot of member barriers involved in letting Braden Holpe go, but it was a money situation. Um, the capitals have never paid more than 6 million a year. I would say for the past decade to a single goalie, um, definitely not seven. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, don't quote me on that, but they've done a really good job of keeping solid goaltenders in the pipeline and shipping off current ones at when they became too expensive, no matter who they were, and that holds true to Braden Holpe. So, while it's bittersweet to see him go, and especially because I thought he was going to get 10 million, or you know, I thought he was post COVID pre covid times, he probably would have commanded a much higher wage, even though his past couple seasons were mm, subpar to his standards. Um, so Big member Barry's there. Really, really kind of sad to see him go. But he does join Nate Smith, Nate Schmidt and Jay Beagle, uh, two two really awesome caps or ex caps in Vancouver. Um, But going to directly to the Justin Schultz move, I do think that's an overpay um, because he was projected to make like two million a year. But we only have him for a couple years. So he the next contract if he signs another one with the caps is going to be for similar money I would think unless he scores what I think he's going to score and I think he's going to score 60 points a year I think he's going to score 60 points next year so book that um I've never been wrong in my life so I'm (laughs) pretty sure he's going to score 60 Justin Schultz for 60 you heard it here first okay Uh, put that bet in right now yeah we're
1: we're clipping that that. we're clipping that
2: yeah. Um <clears throat> I think that the really and you know we brought back Dylan we brought back Siegenthaler, and then we added um you know this this guy uh Van Reemsdyke yeah. right yeah Van, I always say what was I saying Here's, last time uh, Ran Veensdyke <laughs>
4: um
2: <clears throat> so so yeah uh TVR for like under a mil that's a, that's a. I think that's the value by there, and I think that's how we justified and made room for Justin Schultz. Uh, we also brought in um, and and you know, Loki. We did um, re-sign Sprong, so he may make an appearance. That's an ex Penguin there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a know, bad signing either. Yeah, and I thought, and 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 then we have another young guy. I think that we picked up who's probably going to be slotted on the fourth line, but the big thing I see here is uh, we've shored up the blue line where we had some problems last year. It would have been great to go after somebody who could inject some life into the top, uh, into the like bottom six forward core. But I think, well, at least that was, that was what I was thinking initially, but I think that that's more of a knee jerk reaction, alarmist uh, kind of sentiment from me, because if you look at our top six, they're still fucking deadly. I mean, it, Kuznetsov didn't have a great year, but there's nothing to say he can't bounce back. Verana is been trending upward, even though his past two playoff appearances haven't been great, but you know, how are you going to rate a kid like that? Um, you know, the core of the blue line is still there. You know, John Carlson or love uh, Kempny on LTIR saves us some cap space so we can spend to that. And that's how we got TVR and Schultz. So like Pauly said, I think we did the best that we could with the money that we we had, um, and it does go to show that we are still spinning the cap. We are not in a rebuild phase; like we are here to win it.
1: Yeah, and and like as, and uh, the fan base has to be excited about that. Like, hey, we still have life here. Like, we still have we we still have a good good hockey team here, and we have a shot at winning the cup.
2: Sure, I mean. Ovechkin just won the Richard last year. Yeah, again. exactly. Like, Time
1: like, he's he's still top ten in the NHL.
2: Right, like it's and Backstrom, you know, completely underrated center. We finally have had uh, for the past five years, we've had a great center depth. Right, once we once we yeah. signed Lars Eller, who I think was the linchpin to the Capitals Cup,
0: mm-hmm.
2: we're solid down the middle. So it's just, you know, at this point we can slot in a fourth line center. Uh, and if somebody gets injured, I feel comfortable with Lars moving up or or juggling of lines, however it needs to be done.
1: And you signed, uh, and you signed a former King to a kind of a depth deal on the blue line, and Paul Ledoux, only minimum, like signed for the minimum. I think it was he only played in two right. games for the Kings last year, but not a bad depth guy to have.
2: Yeah, you got a scouting report on this kid, or what?
1: Uh, I don't have much of one because he only played a couple games. Last year, he's only he's played in like sixty nine career games. He was more with Ontario Reign, the Kings AHL team last year, and he put up a few points during the season down there. He, he's he's a nice a nice depth defenseman on any team. Sure, and, and that's and, and I want to go back to the goaltending for one second. Like, yeah, it's shitty to lose Holtby, especially on the deal that the Canucks got him on, because it is a pretty it is a very very friendly deal that they yeah. got him on, but. You, it's pretty good when you can go sign Henrik Lundqvist to be your goalie now. Like, it's a pretty good trade-off. Yeah,
3: yeah and it's uh, <clears throat> it's going to be weird seeing him in a Caps jersey. It's kind of oh, like – Oh, so weird. Yeah, it's like when <laughs> Favre went and played for the Vikings. Um, but <laughs> I, I think out of what was available, even at his age, they couldn't have done much better in terms of replacing him. And I think, you know, he's he's cup-chasing. And based on Laviolette and the, the core that the Caps have, he probably thought the Capitals were one of his best shots. I've always loved Henrik Lundquist, so I'm excited to see him rock the red.
2: Absolutely. Uh, solid goalie. And it's uh, so, Brian McClellan has come out and said that the number one position is not secured for anyone, right? but i think that's mostly pillow talk. <laughs>
1: yeah, i agree. I
2: think um i think that it's uh it's, it's Sammy's spot to lose. Uh he had a great rookie season. I'll I'll say that. He played better than Holtby. Uh but it, during during his like hot streaks, people were like, "Let's trade Holtby now." And I'm like, "Are you dumb? <laughs> could do that, but you won't have a backup." It, it yeah. seems like in the in a situation like that, it seems like you have th- three goalies, but you really seriously only have two because you think that you can pull somebody up from the A. But at that point, all we had was Vitek Vanacek and Phoenix Copley, and Phoenix Copley has proven that he's probably not NHL talent. Um, and I guess that's a great name, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, great name aside, he can't stop a puck for shit when mm-hmm. it's NHL talent against him. So. Uh, I, I, I think, um, and, and our next goalie after Sammy would be Vitek Vanacek, who we drafted pretty high and has been developing for us. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next season. Um, the, the, the real wild card for the Capitals, I will say right now, I think is whether Samsonov's going to be fucking healthy. The dude had some sort of major ATV accident. And that caused him to – that's why he didn't play in the bubble. Interesting. game, But he he didn't actually travel to the bubble. So I don't know if you knew that. but No, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, and, it, and from what we'd heard uh, from Russian outlets, right, because you got to take that with a grain of salt. But, <laughs> you know, extensive injury to neck and back was the prognosis of his ATV injury. And, you know, on Instagram and stuff, it's well-documented that the, the dude likes to, like, I don't know, go out. I mean, he's a weird-looking guy. He's a lanky, awkward-looking dude. He, maybe he, like, kills little animals and puts them in jars. Oh I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He looks, he looks like that kind of guy. No offense, Sammy. I mean, we really love you, but don't murder us. Um, <laughs> Keep your mask on. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, true. Um, so if he comes back healthy – and Lunquist can kind of Lundqvist is going to have to p- play thirty games, I would say, and yeah. that's kind of the role that he wants. So,
1: yeah, for I sure, think. I I can definitely see that as well. Depending, it also depends on like how long the season's going to be because we have no idea what's going on with that yet.
2: Yeah. Exactly, and it's going to be played at an accelerated rate. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, I would
3: love it if Lundqvist was our Ray Bork that would be cool.
2: That would <laughs> yeah. be sick. Yeah. That would be a very special hockey moment. I think for, especially fans of our generation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't think of an, the last time a player kind of in goodwill left a team at the, at the twilight of his career to a cup winner, um, since Ray yeah. work. True. Yeah.
3: Marlowe tried. Right, and 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 now he's
2: <laughs> back Hosa. at square one.
3: Yeah, right? <laughs> and
2: then there's like Hosa who like intentionally hopped around and became, you know, basically a pariah of of all fucking hockey fans because you know oh, you're just chasing a cup. You know,
1: like yeah, so. true. Yeah, there's been a few guys that have definitely have tried that, and it hasn't happened. Yeah, and so it's I guess you could kind of argue. He's not the biggest name by any stretch, but the kind of most recent, like a, an example of an older player that went to a good team and won a cup. And most, the first one to coming to my mind is probably Matt Cullen with the Penguins.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you had to fucking bring them. Up. I, <laughs> oh,
1: sorry. I didn't mean to bring up the, the I Penguins. The, I know it's the rivalry, I, but it's I just that was the first one that, that came to me.
2: Kill, Jordy. <laughs> what, sorry? What was that? i thought you invited us on here in goodwill hey I don't know hey what you, guys are, you guys are called,
1: you guys are called you guys <laughs> are called capture for a reason
2: <laughs> that's true um right. yeah, so, but yes uh matt colin yeah uh you could you could say that i was gonna say maybe even like a patrick maroon but that dude's yeah, that's like true obviously gold right but yeah he's the charm hey, he's only
3: 32 yeah
2: right right patrick
1: he's maroon not went back to back like
3: right yeah, he's the opposite of Hosa. Yeah. yeah, true. Right. Exactly. Sorry. So,
1: I I got one more question about the Capitals. Let's hear about this uh, Hendricks Lapierre guy and the rest of the draft from this year. T- from what I've seen, this kid has a lot of skill, and he's going to be exciting for the Caps in the future.
2: Yeah, as long as he's not punched out. <laughs> you know, I don't. I I, and I I say that you know lightheartedly. Obviously, mm. seriously though, his his. had a lot of injury issues Mm -hmm. Um, and to be honest Paulie and I really don't get mixed up a lot in prospects and things because the statistics behind draft picks are so disheartening about the top half of your draft first round draft class has like a 60 to 80 percent chance to play over 100 games in the NHL and then after that, it drops off exponentially. So, that's that's already not a great stat. Then, you know, everybody else, like, into the second round, you have, like, a 30% chance. Those guys have a 30% chance to even, like, play 100 games. So, uh, this kid apparently fell from a top 10 all the way down to 22. We took a risk. I mean, we're rolling the dice on him, but – Every Everything that I've – all the footage I've seen from him, he's like a Kuznetsov uh, or a Backstrom-esque type center. A guy who's a playmaker with a little bit of finishing ability but has insane hands, good skating stride, and uh, his playmaking ability, high hockey IQ, though he has had a ton of injury and specifically concussion problems uh, in his last season. Yeah, that's tough when it's – the
1: C word, when it's concussion, because that's that's something that is really, like, it's tough to deal with, and it's like, it's one of those things, again, where you just never
2: know. You hope for
1: the best, but again, you just never know.
2: Yeah, it's not like healing a muscle. No. You know? it, it's, it's, comp- it's, there's so much unknown in the scientific, uh, you know, biology slash, you know, uh, healthcare, whatever research world that we don't know about the human brain so he could have he could come in and have an incredible season from everything that i've read he has he's come back trained hard been on the ice and was ready to really tear it up uh this last season but unfortunately that season never really happened because juniors got canceled yeah so he instead just trained even harder. I hope that him coming, best case scenario for me uh, and Paulie, let me know if you disagree. But best case scenario for me, he comes in chip on his shoulder, uh, plays some games at the Caps, get you know you know br- cuts his teeth in the AHL for a little bit, maybe you know half the season, quarter of the season, gets called up and just lights it the fuck up chip on his shoulder, hardworking, all that, and then secure as a full-time spot either on the roster this year or next year. Um, and the same with that Connor McMichael kid. But, you know, what do you think, Paulie?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's tough to have too many high expectations for him right now because of his injury past. Uh, but obviously he's something special because the Caps traded up a couple spots to get him. Um, he, he looks good. Um, and like Troll said, we don't follow the prospects very well. I've always had a tough time just because in hockey they fucking come from everywhere. Right. Uh, it's so much harder than like a, uh, like a commitment class in college football. Cause you know, it's all over the world. Yeah. Um, but you know, we had talked about on our show how we needed to shore up and like restock the uh, forwards going for moving forward in, in the franchise. Right. And we did load up on forwards and then shored up the blue line in free agency. So I think the draft really, you know, it, it, they must've listened to us cause they, they did what <laughs> we
2: said they should have done. Right. Obviously they get all their ideas. Like the NHL, there's so many times where we will come out, we'll release an epi and, have all these great ideas and then the next week the nhl or the caps do the exact same thing so it must be us that they're listening to
3: yeah yeah we're always they have tweeting. to be yeah right. they must yeah. be i mean we're we're geniuses we are
2: and and the thing is is that i i don't really want money here but maybe just a little bit of clout nhl <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure little, hey thank you super thank you geniuses poly cupcakes and hockey troll you're obviously you know brilliant hockey minds. Uh, we won't give you any money, but here's a mention, you know, just retweet us, bro. <laughs> well,
1: well, you know what? We'll, we'll make sure that I'll, 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 tweet out that clip as well right there. So everyone knows. <laughs> How about that? Yeah,
2: absolutely. No, but um, like Pauly said, man, it was great to restock our forward core. You know, um, we have been rated uh, by the athletic, those athletic writers, you know, <laughs> other that's another venue that i don't really follow because i don't like to pay yeah you think so um you know uh and some of the writers are a little bit conceited but uh i i think uh we were rated 30 the worst far or pipeline the capitals have the worst pipeline Ooh. in the entire NHL.
1: yeah that's not a good thing to oh right it's-
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me though because Hershey stays competitive and so does South Carolina.
2: Right. Um I great systems play, I guess, I don't know.
1: Uh, well, and and it can also be a team of just like the Wiley veteran AHL guys that are just somehow getting it done but can't get it done in the NHL. I don't know much about who's on the who's on your AHL team, but that's what it could be.
2: I think a lot of it is that because Okay. I think it's an organization. The players really like from top to bottom, from the ECHL all the way up to the NHL. We're just an old, old organization right now. You know, there's not a lot of youth. I mean, think about the youth that we have even, you know, I mean, shit, man, we were Polly and I were going through it this because of the draft and because of like, you know, forward thinking type stuff, you know, you you get to a spot where you have the world's uh, you know, best all time goal scorer ever. And you're like, Oh, well, this is, this is never going to go away.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He's never going to be bad. You know, he's never going to get old. These people yeah. are immortal, right? You kind of almost like immortalize these uh, players as fans, you know, Backstrom too. But, you know, then you see him like lose a bit of a step and then you're like, oh, fuck. And then reality hits and you're like, shit, we have no one in the pipeline because we've been spending the cap. We've been trying to be competitive this entire time. You know, we're not the Pittsburgh Penguins. We can't pay – the league to win cups.
4: They don't, they
2: don't like the stuff. We can't pay off refs. We don't have that bankroll. We don't have that type of like weird sexual clout that uh, that Mario yeah. Lemieux has when he walks into a room of, of <laughs> hockey. Fans, right? so it's just uh it's it's. I don't know. I mean, um, and you know the Nick, Nick, and Nick at uh, at the tip of the iceberg podcast. They'll they'll vouch for that. They they know it's true.
1: <laughs> well, like I do. I've I wanted to bring up the draft with you guys because it is important and you're right. It is one of those things like the caps are in kind of the weird space where you don't know if like they can still compete, but how, fall, how fast could it fall off sort of thing. And I think right. you guys are still a couple of years away from like falling off. But again, you just never, ever know when it could happen.
3: Sure.
1: Like, like example, yeah. example of the sharks right now. Right. Like, Like, they should have still been competitive this last year, and they were just god-awful.
2: Absolutely, right. And, um, you know, if – let's say we don't win that cup in 2018. I would hate to see what these past two years would look like, man. Yeah. Uh, You know, who knows? It would have been a lot different. Right? You know, I think that the coaching situation would have been the exact same, actually. Yeah. Barry Trotz would have been out because he didn't win the cup in 18. Um, And then Reardon would have been here and it would have probably even been a more of a dumpster fire. And then now we're looking at, and now I feel like coaching wise, we'd be in the same place. So it's a, it it is tough. It's, it's tough to think about that. You know, I really don't want to think about it to be completely honest. Uh, You know, so there will be a rebuilding phase and Mm -hmm. and then, you know, fuck at the point when Ovechkin's playing third line, like, Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. I've kind of, this is why I wanted to bring up
1: like the draft and like this kind of rotation of how just how teams work, how like you have the stretches where you're good. And then the stretches where you're going to be bad sort of thing. You guys know I'm in Vancouver. I follow the Canucks. I have my whole life as well. And I talk about the Kings now, but I still like follow the Canucks all the time because like they've been my team growing up. Anyways, I saw it like when the Canucks were in the cup in 2011, I was in, the building for game seven. And I was like, I was heartbroken when they lost. And then, and then you saw like, they got bounced by the Kings in the first round the next year. And you kind of knew like, okay, we're, we're going to be in trouble here for a little bit. And now like during those like five, six years, that's when you were really started to be like really invested in prospects. And it's actually a lot of fun to be really invested in prospects because you see who's going to come up and it turns into Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. And now, covering the kings i'm i'm going through the same thing with the kings right now where last year it was kind of like the year where like okay like we're gonna be bad like the year before that it was like oh wow we're still trying to be good and it's just it just didn't work this year was kind of like the year like okay we know we're gonna be bad sort of thing and now the kings have the best prospect pool in hockey and this rebuild is going to be a lot faster than other teams think the kings yeah, are gonna be real good again real soon yeah, and
2: that Byfield kid's gonna be a fucking stud. Yeah, he's,
1: he's gonna like, be sick. And like, <laughs> not not many, not many chances you're drafted to the team who has the player that you're modeled after. Right. Like, uh, everyone said, "Oh, Byfield's the next Kopitar."
2: Byfield's the next Kopitar. Well, now you <laughs> get to
1: play with on say fucking Kopitar. Like, that's pretty fucking
2: cool, if you ask me. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, the future's bright and. It's funny that you talk about the evolution of, of fandom, uh, you know, because when I first started following the Capitals, you know, I lived outside DC and they were shit. They had just signed Yarmir Yager and <laughs> it's just like, Oh, well now we're trying to be the Rangers and buy our fucking team. And, yeah. then, it's like, uh, uh, and then, you know, and they were always like a first round out and, you know, uh, pros. And, and another thing why I don't get too heavily involved in prospects is like you have prospects you have all this like on paper, uh, potential, and I mean, come on, man, we're cap spins. Like, on paper, potential for us has been at all time, earth shattering, universe beating highs, several times. In yeah. my, I mean, Polly, think back, right? Like, uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. You know, Alexander Simon, Mike Green, Nick Backstrom. And Ovechkin, Fedorov. The fellow. Like, Fedorov at our fucking on our team at one point. Like, you know, this type of stuff on paper is is every it, like we get it, but I'm jaded as fuck when it comes down to um not having a uh, you know having to put it on the ice and, and knowing, you know, what it's what it's like to have all sorts of expectations and totally shit the entire bed so
1: yeah we that was the same here in Vancouver when like the year after they lost in the cup final they were president's trophy winners again like best team in the league and then out then and then out in the first round and that's where like the realization kind of settled in like oh shit here we go sort of thing because like uh, I've I've said it on here before I'll just straight up say it like I cover the Kings but I am a Canucks fan and like to just to see that happen you know, like when you get to the point of like, "Oh shit, you're fucked." Like it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like you have right. to watch fucking Michael Chappou try to play on your second line, and you're like, <laughs> "You're like who?" Yeah, exactly. He's horrible. We have we had that one guy. Oh fuck, he plays for you guys now, and we couldn't stand him here in Vancouver. Oh, I don't remember now. I'd have to look it up. But like, we not- no. What's Chandler- our-
2: Chandler's in in Vegas. No, and
1: he is sick. I love Chandler Stevenson. No, wow. I, got, I I'm bringing up the Capitals roster right now because this yeah. is gonna bother me. like it may be Dowd or Hathaway. No, not him. Not the guy I'm thinking of. Uh, we could. I couldn't believe it when you guys signed him. Uh, I'm looking. I'm bringing up the roster right now. The Capitals roster right now. Uh, roster. Cut this. Is, oh, Nick Dowd. Christ, yeah. He was not good in blue I love and green. that guy. I love that guy. He was not good
2: in blue and green. He's a good fourth liner the he the kids got grit, yeah, he does, uh, but he just was he, not good zero finish zero finish though oh, there's no finish. negative finish negative finish um he will get uh two three breakaways a game and finish zero <laughs> but, like troll right. <laughs> Fuck you, Polly. Really? Yeah, it is. It is like me. I will get – I'm, but I'm not getting breakaways anymore. I'm not getting breakaways anymore. I'm too fucking fat. But, um, uh, yes, Nick Dowd, I love the kid. He's got a ton of potential. You just got to know that he's never going to score. He's just going to bang and yeah. get in there. He's a perfect fourth liner. He plays the Caps identity. You know, if, if you guys in Vancouver weren't so soft –
1: you would oh, preach
2: okay. to a kid like that.
1: Yeah, I know he he just hey, he just didn't fit in
3: Vancouver. What can I say? You know, Troll and I, I think we very possibly were on the elevator with Quinn Hughes. Uh, oh yeah. We were we went out when Michigan played Notre Dame outdoor after the Winter Classic. Oh, that's sick. And uh we got on the elevator and there was just like fucking eight Michigan dudes. They got on the elevator with us, but I don't remember any faces.
2: Yeah, and I was blackout that entire weekend. <laughs> yeah, we were. Here.
1: But uh, just to get back to the act, uh, the Kings for a second, because this is yeah. the Kings, Dan. Uh, right. That... Talk about the
2: team you cover. For
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like team, like I. So you see, some people realize it. Like this team is going to be real good again, real quick. There is like. There is some salary cap issues that I am worried about in the sure. in like three or four years with the older players on their contracts, but like I would just hope that like they're gonna be they're gonna be making noise here in a year or two, and people aren't gonna expect it.
2: No, no doubt. I think that the Kings are going to do what they did last time. They went on cup runs, come out of absolutely fucking nowhere. Yeah, um, for sure. But I do think that this this time they're going to be a little bit – they're going to make more of a splash because I think that they're going to have a little bit more top-end talent. Um, Yeah. You know, before they won their Cups on uh, defensive prowess, right? Yeah, for sure. You're right about that. Scoring. Uh, But this time, I don't know, uh, getting the scoring at the right times really kind of like gave the the Kings their last two Cups. But if you look at this one, they might have a little bit more of a well-rounded team. I don't know. Polly, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think they're they're building up pretty well. Um, was they got a pretty good goalie pipeline, good right now. Uh, speaking of college, was it Cal Peterson? Yeah, he,
1: yeah, he was a stud last year when he came yeah. in.
3: There's there's him, and I know they have another really good young goalie.
1: Yeah, that name escapes me right now. I don't have it in front of me, but yes, they do. You're right. And like, yeah. and we're really prepared. Like, I think back to Holpi for a second. Like the Canucks set up the deal well, where, like, they were basically, like, to so him, like, you're assigned to a two-year deal, but we're exposing you to Seattle after the first year. And I think it's going to be Holtby or Quick that goes to
2: Seattle. Yeah. Well, I could the, really
1: see Jonathan Quick.
2: I think both of those to Seattle. would be a great uh, franchise-building name to do it. Uh, and I think that, you know, I think that for new hockey fans, like, it, the first time I ever saw a hockey game, the thing that i focused on was like holy fuck is that a monster in the net what is that yeah what is true. he how does he even move in that yeah i was super fixated on like how that person is he on skates like you <laughs> know like what is going on here how does that work uh i think that's a super i i guess, uh, I mean, it's it's like the abomination over over there that everybody's just staring at. If you're mm-hmm. a new hockey fan, so it makes sense that like in new markets, goalies are extremely uh, popular. So yeah, for sure. I, because they're just so um, there's just a lot of uh, I guess uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of been drinking. God damn it! Um, it's a lot of pizzazz around them, you know. Yeah, no, for they're sure. I I agree. imagine like
1: Yeah. And and imagine, like, uh, I'll admit, Jonathan Quick has lost a step a little bit, but imagine you're a new hockey fan, and Jonathan Quick is your goaltender, and you see him flopping around, and you're like, what the hell? But he's somehow making these still sprawling out spectacular saves, and you're like, holy shit, how is he doing this?
2: Yes, and you can't help it but scream and yell and and get behind a guy like that. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree.
1: I, I got one more thing I wanna talk about with you guys. We touched about it a little bit already. We've been talking for a long time. Thank you so much for letting us go this long. This has been awesome. But of course, of what, course. W- one more question with the whole COVID era we're in and such, yeah. when what, what do you when do you think hockey's gonna start and what do you think it'll look like? Oof. Because like we keep hearing that they wanna start at like the start of twenty twenty one and now it's sounding like late Twenty or late January in 2021, and now like the AHL said, like that they're not going to start until February. So like, what 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 do you guys
2: think? Uh, well, I'll go first, and then Polly can Polly can go. But uh I think that preseason will start January first, and then two to three weeks later, we'll have uh, games. What that looks like with divisions, I have I don't even want comment. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I obviously I hope that this gets resolved as safely as possible. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, self guys crazy right now. Sorry yeah, to interrupt, I, but like the no, covid numbers
1: down there are insane right now.
2: But I want I would I would love to see um full capacity <laughs> by, the right. the penguins, by, by the time the penguins or by the time the Capitals come play the Penguins first. Won- for- for for so for selfish reasons only, because my boss said that uh, is a contingency of me accepting an offer that I could uh, get tickets to every game. Okay. So, in Pittsburgh, because okay. we live outside Pittsburgh, so okay. uh, an hour outside. So that selfishly, that's it. But in reality, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I I, I the the bubble is. Probably not realistic for a full season, but yeah. I think that the NHL has done a lot of great things um as far as the management of it. So I have faith and trust in them that January first will will be preseason and then we'll move on from there.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the regular season will start some point in January. Um And if they have to make a choice, I think they'll cut the regular season instead of the playoffs, uh, which I would rather see a full regular season because I want OV to score goals. Right. Uh, But I would imagine they're going to start mid to late January and then uh, probably play maybe like a 65 game schedule. And then – go back to a bubble for another playoff situation. What with the play-in series.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think they'll keep the extended playoffs or no?
3: No, I mean, I think as long as they have a regular season right at the same like if they if they flow into each other, there's no reason for it, mm-hmm. I don't think. But yeah. I think they would shorten the regular season just so they don't to have preserve to preserve the playoffs. Yeah, and so they don't have to wait till like you know if, if they award the cup in december then and if covid's under control by that point then they just fucked up like the next two seasons so yeah i i could see them shortening the regular season and then just playing more games in a shorter time
1: yeah no for sure i definitely see that as well like starting in like january and try to be done in july or something like that and yeah. i i will make the point of at least like we don't really know what's going on yet but we haven't heard any like players complaining or anything like that for lack of a better term because they're like i don't know if you guys have heard but the rumors of the nba are they want to start the season december 22nd so they can still have like their big christmas day because christmas day is their day but apparently players and more star players are like no we don't want to start till like the end of january
2: right but basketball is not a real sport so
1: (laughs) 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 why do you say that
3: Oh god! Uh, Are you serious? Did
1: I just... I just open up a can of worms that I shouldn't have?
3: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
2: I fucking hate basketball. You can't touch anybody anymore. It's like, oh, this guy's driving to the net. He wants to score. Everybody, get out of the fucking way! Um, And people say, oh, it's because they're such great athletes anymore. It's like, I don't know. I fucking hate basketball. And Paulie always says, I hate basketball because I'm terrible at it, which I am.
1: But (laughs) and you're also locked on John Wall's shitty ass contract.
2: (laughs) <laughs> that's true. But I don't even I don't even care. No, fuck fuck basketball. Fuck the NBA. I'll watch college basketball. But Yeah, March Madness is the best. Right. But, but I as if far that even to... happens
1: this year. Who knows?
2: Yeah. And see, that's all up in the air. But I do think that like as far as sports go, the NHL has done so well in COVID times. So Oh,
1: I totally agree. A- NHL and NBA were the two best in COVID times so far. Easily. Absolutely. Yeah, the bubbles you know, are great.
3: Maybe if they even if, if it got this extreme, they could uh, do a bubble for each division. Or I, I do then,
1: like the idea of being thrown around of like the Canadian division for a year. Yeah,
3: that'll be cool. Um, be very cool, just for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and like
1: the every Canadian team kind of has a rivalry, and that would just explode even more.
3: Absolutely, and like the fact that uh, Vancouver would get to play Toronto, like
1: so I mean, much more instead of twice yeah, like, a year it'd be I awesome
3: absolutely. yeah the way the schedule would would look right now they they'd play a significant number and uh you know it, it'd be cool to just kind of see some of the matchups you don't see happen more often because yeah realign stuff down here too and uh i'm sure the caps would get matchups that we don't get to see enough of so yeah for sure absolutely it'd be nice to just uh, Put some new flavor into the season.
1: Absolutely. And like the one more like Vancouver point on that is like the like the Canucks and Flames, huge rivalry. They always they already play a shit ton of ton of times against each other every year. But it's just gonna be on another level this next year, since four fucking Canucks from last year's team signed with the Flames this offseason.
3: Oh. That, so it's just
1: the rivalry's just gonna explode even more.
3: Yeah, that's that's good shit. Yeah, it's always always uh, keeps things real spicy when yeah. uh, you, you trade teams. Yeah, Markstrom, Tanev, Josh Levo, and
1: backup backup like third string goaltender Louis Deming all signed with Calgary this off season.
3: <laughs>
1: Ridiculous. Some oh, some man. people are saying excessive.
3: They're gonna have to start liking Matt Kachuk.
1: Yeah, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. <laughs> You guys got anything else you want to talk about?
3: Well, you got pretty nice flow. I've been wanting to tell you oh, that.
1: well, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys can see me. I can't see you guys, but thank right. you. I appreciate that. Have
2: you been, how long has that been going?
1: Uh I my last last time I had it, like got it cut short was April. Yeah, April twenty nineteen, and then. I that, that was like short, short, and then I let it go. It finally got too long in June, and I got a trim in June. So it's been a pretty long time.
2: So I used to have like the sickest, most luxurious flow on yeah. in the galaxy, and uh, it was down in to the like galaxy, my- eh? <laughs> the- it was, dude. <laughs> Polly, back me up here.
3: No, it, it was it was beautiful black hair, <laughs> like <laughs> a shiny black mane on the stallion. Perfect amount
2: of grease. There like, has to be a photo uh, of that somewhere. Oh, there's tons. And well, <laughs> the thing is, at this point, I was playing college hockey, you know, college club, oh, hockey, perfect. college, college club, club, lacrosse. Yeah. And like, I remember in the handshake line, I think we just got our fucking, our fucking tires beat off, like fucking the doors beat off. Our team probably like got like smoked like 10 to nothing in, in a lacrosse game. And <clears throat> the ball was in our end for like most of the time because. You know, Polly had to play midfield and that was a fucking joke. But uh <laughs> he um I, I you know, I played long I played in close D, so I had long stick and uh were going through the handshake line and this this kid with you know, just like decent flow. I'll I'll give him like a six out of ten. Yeah. He's like, oh, I thought I was gonna have the best flow in, on the field today. <laughs> I guess you know, dude. People were like fucking talk like pumping me up on the other team about it. Fucking rights. Yeah. When you know that like you know you're sick when the other team when the other team's complimenting your hair.
3: Absolutely. If you want to awesome. see the flow, go to uh our what for apparel website. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And in the about section, there's a picture of him in lacrosse and hockey. And he's got nice flow in both of those coming out of the helmet. Oh yeah. Nice, it's nice. Right, I'll have to go wow. look
1: that up. And
3: uh, I could
2: never bring myself to trim it while it was long. It was either bust, all, or it nothing. Was all of it gone or yeah. not like, because it's just almost an insult of all the work that I've put in. <laughs> just yeah. gotta let it go wild or not.
1: Yeah. Th- yeah. That's true. No, it was time. Like I wanted to keep it, but it was like at the point where it was like too long. Like I didn't, I wanted it cut. So, but I didn't want to lose it all. So it was just a trim. I got like a few inches cut off. That was it. Now it's like, it's getting to that point again, but I will say the only reason I've kind of kept the long hair is because I finally, like, I've never been a big Halloween guy. And this year, I finally, someone gave me a great idea for a Halloween costume. And then, like, fucking Halloween's, like, canceled this year because of COVID. (laughs) So, like, you can't win them all. What was the costume? So, I have this Nike headband that I wear sometimes. I mostly wear it to the gym. But sometimes I, I just wear it around. Or, like, I've been wearing it to work sometimes and such. And someone said, "With me wearing this Nike headband, that's like it's not a it's not like a full one. It's one that you have to like tie up at the back." Someone said I should go okay. with uh, Raphael Nadal for Halloween.
2: Okay. And oh, I nice. was like, "Fucking
1: hey. right, so that'd be great." I got, I bought these high top Nikes and everything. It was have oh, been perfect. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, Halloween's fucking canceled this year. So,
2: ah, uh, shitty. Well, have you
1: guys like? It's the numbers are way worse down there. Is there like? Are kids still trick or treating, or like what's going on?
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, my kid has like opportunities too. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do, but it's like here in Appalachia, we have like this shit called like trunk or treat, which is like kids go to a parking lot and then just get like candy out of trunks. It's very That's- creepy. Honestly. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say that sounds weird.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's supervised <laughs> by plenty <Yeah>. of adults. <laughs> Poly- yeah, that Uber- sounds rough And the shit out of it. <laughs> no, I mean. People around here, to be honest, aren't uh, too worried about it as a whole. That is so. So, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But yeah. but
1: again, but again, look at Justin Turner of the Dodgers other night. Like that was pretty fucked. But
2: we're, yeah. People are uh, still on the fence. I think here as to if it's even real, even though like people have fucking died. That is unbelievable. This is what happens when you live in a small town, and it's yeah, true. Cool, so yeah. yeah, yeah. We
1: were just like it's been like because like numbers here in bc are still like small compared to like the states but they're the biggest they've ever been right now and people are kind of freaking out like what are we going to do for halloween stuff like that and people and like houses are freaking out like are we going to put candy outside if we do that like the first kids just going to take it all like what are we going to do sort of thing and <laughs> first uh, kids gonna take it uh, all yeah, yeah and like a coworker, and like some people have talked about like uh like just like kind of like supervising it or like some people have like slots, so they'll, like, they'll put the candy through to kids and stuff like that. <laughs> or uh, my, my coworker and I were joking the other day, go, go to the top window of your house, get a slingshot and everyone gets where there's original here. Try to catch this.
2: <laughs> Dude, like that. that's actually a pretty good. So my, my front porch is like the whole length of the house and it, it's not like a big house or anything, uh-huh. but like, it's got like a, a gate paul you should come over and, and when kids walk by we should just tag them with fucking candy like
1: yeah f- exactly
3: i think but- we should do this on like november 10th when people are not ready for it <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. so <laughs> let me
3: ask you this the,
2: yeah. the weird
3: part about
2: and so i've lived a lot of different places and when i moved here they have like scheduled times that are only like a couple hours that kids can fucking trick or treat when i grew like by up, law
3: well each community kind of like picks like a lot of times it's like a three or four day span oh okay. and, and different communities are like all right we got thursday 6 to 8 p.m
2: that is so weird right
3: that's that okay is so like, weird like the
2: shittiest thing to do to kids i used to go out and be from like as soon as the sun started to set i'd be ringing doorbells and just see how much i could canvas the entire fucking neighborhood and i'd be out to like 10 or 11 at night. exactly. Fifth grade kid or, you know, sixth grade kid. That's a, that's a long time to be out like, you know, cruising the neighborhood on your own in the dark, you know? You
3: see, you think that's shitty, but I end up hitting four neighborhoods. So
2: yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just, and just promoting kids getting fat versus having to work for their shit.
1: And like, you don't have more than one day for Halloween. You don't have more than one day for Christmas.
2: Right, and that's the thing. Like, it would always well, be. Well, some at home. people do, but you but guys
3: here, do. Here here on Christmas? It's five, it's like a week, and then Boxing Day, right? Yeah, that's uh,
1: true. But Boxing Day is more like our Black Friday.
3: Oh, uh, okay, like, that's
1: weird. Like, yeah, so like all the stuff that you don't get on Christmas, you go try to buy for cheap on Black Friday the next day.
3: <laughs> oh, or I for thought Boxing, Boxing Day was when you exchange the gifts. No, mm-hmm. no,
1: no. Christmas, we exchange gifts. Boxing Day, the next day, December 26th, is when everything, like, goes on sale. So, like, it's, uh, like, it,
2: Boxing Day is, like, our Black Friday. And that's a but holiday. See, that makes so much more fucking sense. That makes yeah, so much more it's sense for the day of Thanksgiving yeah. in preparation for also, Christmas. You, all all you your Christmas spend- spend- money.
1: Yeah, exactly. Money. I'm, like, U- I, I usually, like, I usually spend, like, all my gift cards on uh, Boxing Day as well. Oh,
2: what the fuck, man? We just need to expat uh, up and- north. And also,
1: you guys yeah. need to fucking like your Thanksgiving isn't in a good spot either.
3: What?
2: Whoa!
1: Why? I like it. No, it's too close to Christmas. Well, when's your Thanksgiving? Mid October. Like we just had it what a couple
2: weeks ago. Happening? Yeah. Like our I wouldn't thing mind the today- time off. Ollie, he's kind of right. I wouldn't mind the time off in October, and then like November, you're kind of just like in between the two holidays is just fuck yeah, off time, exactly. right? But and then
3: you've got all of October, looking forward to to Halloween, and then Thanksgiving takes up November. I mean,
2: there'd no, be nothing
3: that. in November. <laughs> no, yeah, that, but that's okay. that's a bad take.
2: That's okay though, because <laughs> yeah.
3: that that month is just
2: in between the two major holidays, and you know how it is. If in between Thanksgiving now and, and Christmas in the states. You know what I mean? It Wait, it's fuck off time. Uh, uh, so it just uh, extend the fuck off time in corporate America.
1: So I have a quick question. Says, like mm-hmm. I've kind, I like so your Thanksgiving is always on the last Thursday of November.
3: I don't know when. The fourth is. Thursday isn't always the last depending but on how. Do you calendar.
1: guys always get the Friday off with it as well or do you just get Thanksgiving off?
3: It depends fuck. on the business. Yeah, it depends on the business. Most, some
2: okay. I worked this is where you had to work on Thanksgiving and
1: shit. Okay, cuz like so like Right now, today is October twenty ninth. Our Thanksgiving this year was Monday, October twelfth. So like that was our long weekend. Like the holiday Monday was is Thanksgiving yeah. Monday. That was October twelfth.
2: And it's always on a Monday. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And it's always
1: like it's usually depending on like the year, the first or second weekend of October. Wait a minute. So it's usually whole- second, but it has been first before.
2: Is the lore for Canadian Thanksgiving like the pilgrims came over and- no it's just
1: I, I i don't know it's eat turkey really i i don't know i i don't really know i just know what's the thanksgiving well, there's no
2: cultural significance around it
1: i you know what i'd have to look that up i don't know i just know okay. i just know that our thanksgiving is earlier than yours and i like it a lot there's better a
2: weird propaganda around a peaceful native plus uh white people
1: (laughs) you know i have never i've never looked it up but all all i know is that i like the spot of our thanksgiving way better than american thanksgiving i mean
3: you have some interesting points they are it is
2: for sure um
1: so for the record boxing day is in a way better spot than black friday and canadian thanksgiving is in a better spot than american thanksgiving
2: true there's a lot of things that are better in in Canadian life than there are American life, but I will say you're not wrong. We have we have cheap booze, cheap drugs, yes. and ch- cheap uh, tobacco products, nicotine products. So that is very uh, true. You know, hey, keep keep your population drugged up and and drunk, and then you know
1: we'll hey, you'll be better. Kind of six one half dozen of the other, right? Whichever side <laughs> of the coin you want,
2: right? So, like, tell me when you go out to a bar, yes. Like a dive bar, like your local, local neighborhood bar, which I'm sure you have, right? Yes. How much is a beer? Oh. Like a draft beer. Probably. Like it's like
1: six bucks Canadian, seven bucks Canadian. So like,
2: that's like three fifty four dollars yeah. American. Yeah. No, it's like five bucks American, right? Okay. And th- now, but then think about the dollar
1: exchange all- as well, if you want to get into that.
2: Yeah, but when's last call?
1: So, right now, because of uh, COVID, everything has to be closed by 10. 10? Or some places can open till, say, it open till 11, but no alcohol after 11. And that's all because of COVID right now.
2: Bro, I can go to dive bar right now until like 3 in the morning. Yeah, yeah that is
1: <laughs> fucked, man. Like, everything closed, is closed at 10 here right now.
3: Yeah, wow. Troll and I, back in our heyday, we'd be. Yeah. We'd be there till the lights kicked on at three and then go to sheet. <laughs> and then like leave something. at
2: three. Yeah. yeah the golden <laughs> years. The golden yeah. years after we've whiffed our way down the bar skank ladder. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do have to say one more thing quickly. You guys, you said that you guys are an hour outside of Pittsburgh right now. Yeah. I almost went to a university an hour outside of Pittsburgh in some small shitty town. I couldn't even tell you the name of the school or the name of the town anymore. All I know is if I went, I would have to go to the next town to get groceries. That's how small it was. And I wasn't going there. So
2: well, wait, 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 was this <laughs> imagine
1: what, what state it was, was it in? Yeah. No, it was in Pennsylvania. It was an hour outside of Pittsburgh. Cause I remember we went for my dad and I went for two nights and one night we spent like by the town of where it was. I, which again I don't remember the name of the university, don't remember the name of the town, and then the other night we spent in downtown Pittsburgh, and it was like an hour drive.
2: Well, that's not helpful at all. That's I know great. I don't
1: remember it. I don't remember like the name of the. I have to look it up one there? day.
2: Were you gonna play baseball there?
1: Yeah, I was gonna play baseball there. Do you know what size it was? No, it was like tiny. The- oh, the like. like uh, no, I, I don't even remember that either. That it was like I'm. I'm 25 now, and I was like. In grade twelve, so I was like eighteen when I went and checked. Right, right. I don't really uh, remember. Well, I, I will look okay. it up. I will look it up, and next time we talk, I'll have it for you guys.
2: Yeah, it could have been anywhere from like Waynesburg. It was really Wainsburg, small. Man. What's that? Wa- food. Yeah,
1: I want to say, I I always get them confused because I checked out schools here, like in like, uh, Washington State and and Oregon as well. I I I I always want to say Whitworth, but I don't think that's correct. I think that's one in
2: Oregon. Yeah, no, that's I don't I cannot think. Yeah. of Whitworth.
1: I, I I'll 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 find it and talk to you guys and tell you guys next time. All right. Well, well I think we've talked a, like about literally everything here. Yeah,
2: we seriously, yeah, we've we've really delved into a lot of things yeah. here, but it, it's been a good conversation. I think it's, this is the first time we've done any, we've collabed other than yeah. the, uh, you and I, other than the, uh, the, after, the hours. after hours.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm very glad that we did this. We should have done this a lot earlier, but I'm glad that we got to do it now. That's what she said. <laughs> Trolls, Polly, uh, Where, where can we find you guys? First of all.
3: Uh, well, you can find caps chirp. It's just at caps chirp on Twitter, Instagram, tiktok facebook um and i am poly cupcakes my handle is at cupcake Pauly, and that is instagram and twitter and you can find me at hockey
2: troll in with an i in facebook instagram twitter um Talk about branding here, though, huh? Look at we looked out at Cap's chirp. I mean, everything—it's just at Cap's chirp. It's so sick, but
3: uh. Oh, I do have a TikTok, Cupcake Polly. Uh, I haven't posted <laughs> anything yet, but there is an account.
2: Yeah. Okay. So if you want to, if you want to follow Polly and his his video list TikTok,
1: you two are uh, gonna get the TikTok dances going, eh? Uh,
2: probably not. But uh, <laughs> uh, there's some stuff on there. Um, it's tough. It's tough keeping up with all the, all the it social is. media stuff, but uh, Paulie's done a really good job of there's like.
1: There's so much content in the world nowadays.
2: Exactly, and we're, I feel like we're just kind of like throwing more shit into the void. But
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you're
2: not wrong. But you know, we uh, uh the podcast stuff. That's our that's our major venue, and and if you want to check us out at the network dot com, we rep the Washington Capitals. So please check us out. Uh, you know, uh, if you don't check us out, you could always rate our podcast, five stars only, five stars only. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, just blindly five starring us helps us as well. So, you know, do we don't that. ask questions. Yeah. Don't ask. Que- We're not going to ask you questions. Nobody's going to come and say, well, did you, did you really listen to this? Doesn't matter. Just rate it.
1: <laughs> and if you oh. like
2: our logos, we have gear. Yeah, We have gear too. So. Unreal. What but sorry, uh, Jordy's like, shut the fuck up. We'll yeah. Oh, no, no to-
1: Hey, no, I'm not at all. You got to get it all in. This is branding. <laughs> this is what you have to do. Not only for each and each individual podcast, but around the whole network. I love it.
2: Absolutely. Right. Right. No doubt. And you got to get your, you got to get your King stuff up on the uh, merch store. And, Absolutely. Uh, shit too. So I'll be, I'll be expecting working a, on a it
1: on how to, Sounds- how to figure that out. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Troll, Polly, thank you so much for joining us here on episode 66 of the
2: Kingsdown. Absolutely, man. It's been, it's been a good time. Good luck to the LA Kings. They're definitely a team on the rise and uh, we hope to see you next season and uh, figure out uh, what's going to go down. Let's collab again, for sure. For yeah, sure. Thanks, sounds George.
1: good. And good luck to the Washington Capitals whenever hockey starts again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. man. Take care.
1: Yeah, you too. There you have it. That was our great conversation with Paulie and Troll, their first time on the Kingston. That's not going to be their first. That's not going to be their only time. They're going to be back real soon. We're going to talk in hockey and everything else. They love to talk. I love those guys. So they will definitely be back on the Kingston very, very soon. I hope you enjoyed that conversation because it was so much fun. And I was very pumped to have them here on episode 66 of the Kingston. Thank you so much. For joining us on episode 66, one more time, before we let you go, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and, and Instagram at T Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at CunninghamJordy. Don't forget to follow Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at hockeypodnet. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube for all of our video footage at the Hockey Podcast Network. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content. And after you check out this episode of The Stand, go and check out all of our amazing podcasts around the Hockey Podcast Network, including we have the newest one, newest podcast, Life After Hockey, a podcast by former NHLer Brad Lieb. He's got Canucks analyst Corey Hirsch on episode one, Life After Hockey. Check it out here at the Hockey Podcast Network. It's a great listen. So, check it out again this has been episode 66 thank you so much for joining us stay safe out there have a great week be nice to people and we'll see you next monday for episode 67